is August 20th, 2019, SmackDown Live. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I am joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. The three of us back together again. Matt, how's it going, man? Good. How was your stay in, how was your stay in Florida? How do you deal with that heat all the time? <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I just do. It's like you're living in a swamp. You know, I don't, I don't know how people uh, deal with that, man. What was it? 75% humidity last week. It was something else. <laughs> don't go outside much yeah seriously raj how's things uh things are good just uh just it's the craziness is all starting to happen and, and we'll be talking about that more tonight but uh you know wwe officially announcing nxt on the usa network today it's going to be live every week from full sale so they're not going to be traveling at least not yet and uh yeah we'll talk more about that after the show but it's just uh it's just been insane Absolutely. Uh, do we want to start with SmackDown Live tonight, that last reveal? Because I feel like people that are tuning in right now to this podcast live and people that are downloading the podcast and listening to it later, they are wondering what in the heck was that last segment and did Eric Bischoff come up with that that seemed like a very Bischoff way to end the show? Um, the whole time Rowan and Daniel Bryan have been saying, we're going to reveal who attacked you, Roman. They uh, take the black sheet off uh, a man's head and wouldn't you know it he is also bald like eric rowan he also has a red beard who was that were we supposed to be aware who that was you're not supposed to be aware who it was. it's just someone that looked like rowan so when they when buddy murphy says he wasn't sure it was rowan it's this guy that was there that happened to look like him it's just another twist and you know look i like a storyline that that goes for a while that has twists and turns but the execution of this has been uh, pretty campy in my opinion how about you, Matt? Were you satisfied with that reveal? You didn't. You didn't think it was Eric. Uh, you didn't think it was Eric Rowan that somehow he morphed. <laughs> um, I, I thought for a split second, I was like, "Did they make Harper shave his head and dye his beard red?" That was my first. This thought. This guy was like forty-five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Harper presents older man. You know, You're probably even older. He's probably like fifty-five. He looked I, like Strowman in in thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I like the – they're going somewhere, obviously. I, they have to be. They I have hope to be. So. Something, there has to be a much bigger, better payoff. It, for them putting this kind of time into this, I'm telling it you, has to be something better. I'm telling you, Rollins being the payoff, that would be the way to – if you're going to you know, be doing this for months, that would be a great way to, to top it off. Well, then how do you explain this tonight? This is just, he happened to be there. And so it turns out Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan were wrong. It's not him. And oh, it just okay. keeps going, you know. Because this guy, I mean, it's just, because remember there's that. Guy, some poor guy. Like, hey, you. <laughs> because remember there's that picture that, that it looked like a guy that looked like Rowan was uh, standing there. So, so this yeah. would be. <laughs> I want to see the tape. This is you guys. I want to see the tape of some like poor 48-year-old, 50-year-old guy <laughs> walking backstage with red beard and just randomly getting the crap kicked out of him by <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Rowan. <laughs> I mean, I felt like that in a way. That's how this should have ended. Like Ro Roman, instead of you know standing there with that dumb look on his face, he's like, "I don't think that's him, but I'm going to beat the crap out of him anyway." And he just does, and, <laughs> you know, and we keep going. But because him standing there with that look, it just it just made the whole segment feel cheesy. Buddy Murphy uh, came out like a star. I thought tonight. Yeah. I, I, yep. Daniel Bryan. I felt like you know. Uh, like with Roman last week, Daniel Bryan just did everything mm -hmm. to get the crowd on, you know, on Buddy Murphy's side and yeah. and really put him over. So uh, another Buddy, strong week for for. And he uh, physically looks like a star, especially in the ring with Daniel Bryan. Phys just being just saying physically and aesthetically speaking. This is good for Buddy Murphy, but given his involvement, right, it was supposedly because fans noticed him just in the background of the segment, so they added him to the storyline. I get very nervous when the writers week to week yes. don't know where this is heading. But they put the pedal to the metal with him with two huge back-to-back -back Roman Reigns matches, Nathaniel Bryan match that he goes over in. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, that's not a bad gig if you can get it of just a, a fan chiming in that they think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. How many, how many guys are trying to sneak into shots now backstage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, because we've seen in the past where WWE will start to give a guy a push and, and, and then just 
drop it immediately. And hopefully they'll continue with this a, a little bit because the fans were behind Buddy by the end. Again, I think Dana Bryan had a lot to do with it, but Buddy got mm-hmm. over. Um, and I hope they don't just don't kill it cold, which you know they're they're known to do. Buddy did all the things necessary. Um, the little the little body language things to get the fans to start chanting Buddy. You know, the yeah. little ultimate warrior spasms he started doing out there, it works for him. It gives people a chance, a moment to start cheering, which baby faces don't do anymore because it looks corny normally. Mm-hmm. He was able, I thought, make it work. He he should be made, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so that was how the show ended. Let's take it back and talk about how it started tonight. Uh, and then later, we're going to talk about the news that overshadowed all of SmackDown tonight. The news that uh, had wrestling Twitter coming alive today with NXT going to the USA Network. But first, let's run down SmackDown. Opened with uh, Randy Orton coming out, cutting a promo, uh, getting attacked by Kofi Kingston. Dash Wilder coming out to his aid. Dawson coming out. Uh, The segment ended with Kofi standing tall. Um, Matt, how do you feel about the storyline? I understand I missed uh, something pretty great last night with Orton and the revival on Raw. Yes, a faction, a a basic... They need to be... Yeah, yes. Yeah. You, You missed an awesome Raw last night with those guys but this is great continuation of a very good storyline that i'm i'm very much into right now yeah yeah i hope they give these guys a real name i know they hashtagged ftr or ftrko but oh oh yeah uh, but I, I don't i don't see wwe going with that as their name but it, you know if they give them a real name that shows that they're they're really going to keep these guys together you know and that what else What's oh it? Which part? That the young bucks are more over than you give them credit <laughs> for, Raj. <laughs> I've always, I've given them That's credit from being the elite. I've yeah. always, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, they only get two hundred people watching the show. Nobody cares. <laughs> but FTR is also the revival. I've been using it forever, forever. The revival. Well, because you got to own it. You got to own it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you become a meme like oh. that, you either lean in, uh, yeah. right? No, I'll but be they, they've been doing FTR before the Young Bucks, right? No. They, because, yeah, they used to do Forever the Revival. I did not know that. I no, they did. No. And the Young Bucks turned that into F the Revival. No. I yes. don't remember FTR existing. I swear to God, I don't remember that. It might have been true, but I swear I don't remember that. Okay. I'll really? double check, but I could have uh, sworn... Yeah, I want our fact checkers in the audience here. Who's right yeah. here? Matt Morgan, and me, or Raj? Let's figure this out. <laughs> Where's your line <laughs> <laughs> No, because I mean, I, I've been a fan of the revival since NXT. I don't remember FTR I, ever I, being a thing. I'm disappointed if I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And they trademarked it. The revival did. Uh, oh, I, I'm sure they did. I, I figured they did it after. Yeah. It didn't catch on. Regardless, it didn't catch on until the Young yeah. Bucks did it. Yeah. You know? Uh, anyhow, with this faction, Randy's got to get the cowboy hat from his dad, right? It just, it's too good to go full <laughs> retro. <laughs> Bro, what, what, no, the cast. Gotta go cast. Uh, it's weird how Randy ages. You kind of see more glimpses of Cowboy Bob Orton more and more with him. I so I think. See, I don't think he ages. I, I don't think that dude ages. Couple, couple angles, but it's part of it keeping the same haircut. He's smart. You know, that's why he looks roughly the same uh, in every photo now. Uh, they were really hyping this reveal in the last segment. Oh, man. As soon as they brought some, you know, jabroni out and (laughs) sat him in the back, you knew it wasn't going to be the real reveal, right? Because whoever the real reveal is, is going to be feuding with Roman. I mean, that's the whole point. It's not a one-week reveal and then it's done. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, something that leads to a payoff and and a long-term feud. So it's not going to be some Yahoo that they're going to be able to just, you know, push around backstage and have sitting in the back. (laughs) I thought... I thought they would have like maybe a returning talent, maybe someone from Raw, maybe an NXT call up. There are some it, cool yeah. ways they could have gone with that. Yeah, but if you do that again, you don't make them look weak their first night in. Because mm. they got kidnapped too easily. <laughs> yeah, and they just sit there, like not trying to break out or you know, yeah, they on their, even, head. their hands weren't even tied. I mean, that was a pretty lazy yeah. kidnap. They're just, they're just hanging out backstage. <laughs> I'm just saying, they have zip ties backstage at WWE. Like they could have made something work. <laughs> Um, we went from that to King of the Ring tournament match, Andrade versus Apollo Crews. Uh, they came out. We saw backstage a little bit of interaction with Shane and Kevin tonight, uh, talking about this. Uh, Owen talking about the hundred thousand dollar fund, them trying to mend their relationship, trying to get Shane to reconsider. 
Um, it was interesting how they used that to build going into what happened in the last segment with Elias. But Apollo versus Andrade, what did you think of this match, Matt? I liked it. I mean, good, good, good execution. Good, good. Everything in the ring they did was fine. It's just again, Apollo. I keep saying they need to do more things with him, but then they do, and then uh, fans, I don't still feel are there with them yet. Yeah, Raj, what but, do you think? Do you think Apollo keeps hitting a ceiling with every time they push him? He he's good. I mean, talent? he's one of those guys that's that's good in the ring, but that's not enough. You got so many guys that are good in the ring. Uh, he does a lot of you know cool explosive moves and everything, but as a character, he just doesn't connect. And and whether you know he's been a babyface for forever, whether that means putting him in a heel, you know, uh, turning him heel, or putting him in a tag team with someone else that he can play off of, uh, doing something different with them. But you know this this carnation incarnation of him is just not getting over. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um... I wonder how uh, it's going to shake out if he's ever going to go further with this. I mean, they've never really gotten behind him. It seemed like Titus Worldwide thus far was probably his peak, right? I think that was the death of him, honestly. Really? I, 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 I know I know Titus Worldwide can be funny and whatnot, but if you're building a star, you again, you can't get any on you. And he got a crap ton of Titus Worldwide all over him. <laughs> Yeah, being positioned as a comedy guy, kind of right off the bat. The guy who ran, slid, and fell under the ring. Exactly. Well, you're not building Hulk Hogan doing that. Let me imagine them building Hulk Hogan by putting him with, uh, what's his name? They tripped and fell. What was his name? Uh, Tugboat? Um, <laughs> Shockmaster. Yeah, oh, Shockmaster, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> that's tough. Uh, so Andrade, of course, won this match. Apollo is one of those guys that he could use the move to NXT when that comes back on. Oh, please. No, that would be great for him. Uh, let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode. Guys, maybe your sex life is working out like Apollo's career. You know, uh, maybe back in the day you were Big Thunder, but now it's a small world after all. With Blue Chew, Space Mountain, baby. The oldest ride does indeed have the longest line, and Blue Chew can take you there. Blue Chew, blue like the color blue, will help you increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew brings your first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works, the hard science, as it were, that can get make you good to go. Take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Raj Giri, what was it, a week or two ago, talking to us about date night on Blue Chew. Hey, that uh, it's date night on steroids. <laughs> Seriously, but it's legal and you can get it prescribed online. Look, guys, you were once great. You were once a machine. You were once genetically engineered, to borrow a term from Matt Morgan's past, the blueprint for human sexuality. And now, well, you've got a couple of Gandalf pubes. Let's just be real about it. You know, you're aging, you're getting older, and things don't work as well as they used to. You lost me there. <laughs> I'm just saying you look down and you're like, that's white. I didn't know they came in the color white. That's very weird. But like Gandalf, you can cast a spell because Blue Chew is magic, baby. It makes it work. It makes the magic happen in your pants. Glenn just guaranteed Blue Chew changes your pubic color, folks. You heard it It there. doesn't change your pubic color. I'm just saying it's a sign. And if you're one and done, which as you get older, let's face it, you're lucky to even have one. Blue Chew is going to bring back round two, round three, round four. Prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Nothing like Gandalf pubes. You will never have to say that phrase when getting Blue Chew. Made in the USA, prepares and ships direct, cheaper than a pharmacy. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code WINC. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. You're going to get a pouch just like this, when you use the promo code WINC, pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-CHU.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. And look, they're not skimping on this. When you get that free sample, we got one, two, three, four. Think of all the great nights you can have, courtesy of Wrestling Inc. When you use the promo code WINC, BlueChew.com. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Ah, it's good to be back, guys. <laughs> Do you know, uh, so Andy Molnoski, uh, he, he does a lot of the interviews for us, and he was at an independent event this past weekend. He had the wrestling mic flag, and people were chanting Blue Chew at the, at the show. <laughs> See? <Yeah. laughs> 
there you have it. Blue Chew's getting over and the sponsor of StarCast, where I will be next week. Uh, if you see me, come and say hi. I'm going to have Blue Chew t-shirts there. I will hook Wrestling Inc. fans up first. Just come and say hello to me at StarCast. And of course, I will be it all out. Is, Star- is StarCast more than once a year? Uh, it's twice a year now. Uh, Blue Chew is a sponsor in Vegas. We're a sponsor in Chicago. And um, Matt, I was going to send you some t-shirts. And I was like, Matt's never going to wear these. He can't. He's an elected official. <laughs> well, I think they're. I think they're going to do Starcast at all the the big AEW events. The same. Yeah. The same. And I think Smart. there's going to be one more uh, at the end of this year. Huh. Really? Yeah. Smart. Well, that's the first I've heard of it. I got to get on the phone to Conrad, send him some money, so Bluetooth can sponsor it. Yeah. <clears throat> good times. Um. Now back to the show. Oh, man. Elias backstage. Drake Maverick. They had a little interaction. So Drake is chasing Elias now. Wants to consummate his marriage by uh, pinning Elias first and then his lovely wife. Um, But Elias tonight, 24-7 rules suspended because of his match versus Kevin Owens later in the show. We're left with Drake adding out in a road case. Do you think the consummate the marriage thing is a bit old at this point? Yeah. I thought it was old a few weeks ago. Yeah. Again, it's done better on the social media too. By the way, and I, I think Drake Maverick's gold. I love him, but uh, no one's buying that at this point. You know, it was funny for a couple of weeks, but uh, yeah. Yep. Um. After that, oh, moment of bliss. Here we go. Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss coming out there doing a segment with Charlotte, interrupted by Bailey. Um, what did you make of Charlotte's comment, Matt, talking uh, about the throne, sort of hinting perhaps at Queen of the Ring? I dug it. I like it. Um, I like the entire that was I love that promo by Charlotte. Love yeah. the entire thing with Charlotte. I tell you what I didn't like. Bailey pushing her down and her just sitting there with a the thumb up or you know what? That would never happen. Right. That would never happen. Glenn, even to you. Yeah. If, if, if freaking Goldberg came up and threw you on the ground. You would not just sit there with your thumb up your road. You, you, you just naturally would do something. Kick him in the nuts and run. She was embarrassed. <laughs> oh, she got a few fruit. Charlotte Flair ain't getting embarrassed in that. She's going, who are you? And spearing her. Yeah. Anybody would do that. Anybody would do that. It was could stupid. You, could you imagine John Jones shoving Daniel Cormier? <laughs> Daniel Cormier just lying down looking at him? Anybody. Oh, yeah. Well, that would happen. Ever. It made no sense. I didn't like it. Yeah. And it was weird with Bailey. I mean, I don't know. Our baby face is supposed to do the, oh, one more thing, and then I'm hitting you? Normally, no. But Bailey has zero edge to her whatsoever. Um, aggressive, you know, aggression either. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Um, so that's probably why they tried to give her some there. They should have done something different with that. That's what they were trying to do. But not, that was stupid. And I, and. And, you know, kind of what Charlotte was saying is true. You know, with Bailey holding the title, it's kind of secondary. Every word of it was true. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and also, I think it makes Bailey look stupid to just so quickly. Hey, you want a title shot? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Saying, you know what? No. Number one, I don't fear you. I think I could beat you seven days a week, quite frankly. But guess what? Miss Spoiled, Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte. Your ass is getting to the back of the line, and you're going to like it because I am the champ. And until I'm not the champ, you're the chump. Get to step it. Get to the back of the line. See ya. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. And then walk off stage. It's totally hey. chump her. It big dog her. It big leagues her, which never happens. Charlotte always gets a big league everybody else. Yeah. And you still get the same element of Charlotte being embarrassed without being physical. WWE really should hire you, Matt, to write for these wrestlers because the stuff you come up with is so much better. Right, right off the cuff, it's so much better than what they're saying. Do it like hours and hours and hours before the show. I don't know. That just comes out of my head. It's right there. Yeah. never hire somebody to say, "Hey, all right, before right before the go, go, give me a roll." Right. But yeah, but seriously, right? I mean, I don't know. I thought it made Charlotte looks not even just stupid, but just wasn't in her character to sit there on the ground like. I thought, yeah, this was one of those segments. I thought by the end, no one really looked good. Bailey was just there, and the fans didn't cheer her pushing Charlotte. They just, they didn't care. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are just sitting there. The, you know, just, um, I don't you know. know. They changed her look, by the way. Nikki Cross. Oh, I, I missed that. 
it changed her look significantly. So, I mean, I'm saying since she oh. first started there. Yeah, yeah, she's like less less goth and doesn't that? I mean, don't we think that takes away from her? You, you automatically feel a little bit more sympathy towards her in a way because she was this adorable, good person that just really wanted to impress, you know, Alexa at first, and um, now she's turning into what looks like a mean. If you watch that segment, she kind of just looked like a mean girl sitting there sipping on her mm. thing, making fun. Yeah. Yeah, man, maybe that was the intent all along with the, or, you know what, what's more likely is they had no plan. and They're just taking it week by week. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, are, will you guys be very surprised if Bailey retains over Charlotte at Class of the Champions? What's coming up down the road? Tell me. It, with, with Hell in a Cell, then Survivor Series. Do we have anything else with Charlotte and Trish or anything like that coming up again or something like that? No? No. No evolution this year still? No. Think honestly, let's okay. Bailey wins, then what? Yeah, I think Charlotte. What she said tonight was pretty honestly true. She needs they they need to put the title back on her to make it mean something again. Yeah, they could do a non finish and then it goes to another pay per view. But I think ultimately the end game would probably be the same: is to get the title. Eventually, this ends with Charlotte winning the title. Which just 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 to defend Bailey a little bit here. Obviously, this is not her fault. This is no, not at all. Brought her in from day one. This woman should not be in this predicament. I mean, as champion, those pe- those people should be throwing T-shirts at her and they just be going bananas, babies being thrown in the air when she comes out every single time. That's how yeah. over she potentially could have been if they just did what they did with her at NXT. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Yeah, people in the chat bringing up that they're sure that Charlotte will be the champ when SmackDown is on Fox. I could definitely see that. Could you see know, that. They want the... Your first night on Fox, and when you're debuting, you want the stars who look like yes. stars. Well, mm-hmm. and if Becky loses to Sasha, um, I could see Becky versus Charlotte. That seems like a primetime feud for SmackDown that would probably sustain some ratings. How would she get over to SmackDown? Just just move her over to SmackDown. I mean, they're going to probably – I'd be shocked if they don't do any roster moves before now, but, you know, in the next six weeks. Can you even tell who's on which roster now? Any anyway? No. Like I had to check I, on the revival. I forget. Revival. Yeah. On, they're on Raw, right? I think every tag team is pretty much on Raw except for Heavy Machinery. So um, that's where the confusion comes from because Orton is SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. Tagging with them is what throws it off. It makes us think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy picking up a win with Murphy's Law on this one. Love this match. This was good. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, Daniel Bryan's awesome. I hate seeing him lose so much. That's the only my only caveat is he loses all the time. He's he's been losing all the time since WrestleMania. Even in the tag matches, when they lose, it's always Daniel Bryan taking the fall. I feel like they really could use him right now at the top, uh, where it's where it's a little thin. Um, but that being said, you know this was you know a, a way to get Buddy Murphy over, and Daniel Bryan did a hell of a job. Yes. See, I still think of Daniel Bryan as as a main event talent, though. Uh, oh yeah, I, I do. He is. He is. I mean, he's he's kind of one of those that it doesn't hurt him much, but you can definitely feel like he's not positioned at the top right now. You can tell, you know, when you're watching the show that he's not in the top mix. But he's one of those guys that you could easily put in the top mix. Just That's exactly for, you know. how he won the title. He came out of nowhere. Remember, he he's, that was not in the cards for him to win that title. If you remember. Right. Versus AJ, right? Um, yeah, last year. Well, he mm-hmm. was in a little feud with AJ, but it, it didn't look like he was yeah. heading towards winning the title. And, and that title win did kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as he, but he turned heel and everything too. And he was wrestling. Don't you remember? He was wrestling at the bottom of the card. Yeah, he was losing to Miz. He was losing to Miz That's constantly. Weird. Yeah. I don't get it, man. It's been weird since he came back. I mean, the title run was good, but uh, ultimately he's going to be remembered for getting Kofi over. And he, I mean, Kofi Ali, um, yeah, uh, in here with Buddy Murphy. I mean, he has really got you know when he wants to put and he and I'm sure he'll do it any time, but he's really helped make the yeah. Make oh, these credit guys, to him. Uh, yeah. I mean, Matt, could you imagine if you were in Daniel Bryan's position? You were like, I get to come back. I get to do this. People are chanting my name, the yes movement. I'm seen as such a star. And you know what? I want to use my position to put other guys over and elevate their careers. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you mark for yourself otherwise. If you're making the same kind of money, what the hell do you care? You're Daniel Bryan, you're a multiple, multiple-time world champion. Pinnacle of WrestleMania, remember, where Triple H and Batista, like, that will go down in wrestling history. You're cemented forever. Um, you prove Vince McMahon wrong more than anybody else has ever proven him wrong, in my opinion. Well, good to him. That's a lack of ego. Uh, and, you know, as yeah, long as he has a garden and a compost pile, he's happy. Well, now also we're in, a, we're in an era where wins and losses mean the least, which I also think hurts the product. Uh, whereas back in the day, you know, when a top guy lost, it really meant something and it really got someone over, um, which that doesn't happen as much anymore. Yeah. No, absolutely. So this was a good match. If you skip SmackDown tonight, go back and watch this for sure. Uh, the Revival versus Heavy Machinery tonight. This Revival. was surprising, yeah. surprisingly good. I did not think Heavy Metal would be able to have a I don't know. I should have given him more credit. It was a good match. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought this was it was fine, you know, uh, for a filler match, help get the revival yeah. over, get the, you know they're yes. clearly being used more right now. So uh, it, it was what it should have been. I thought it was entertaining. Yes. Yeah. No, good for them. And uh, with heavy machinery, it'll be interesting. I mean, it feels like the audience reacts to them in most cities. In a good way. I know we've been critical in the past, but clearly they're connecting with people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. After that, we had Chad Gable backstage. I still, I know it's been a couple months. I can't get used to him with the new hair. It still doesn't no. look right to me. No. No. He, lo- he looks like a computer programmer or something. What? <laughs> Solid gimmick. That should be his gimmick. I, I don't get it, though. What, like, why do they have such hard on cutting guys with long hair as hair? Yeah. It's stupid. It's not a passe thing to have long hair. Right. It's, well, Roman Reigns has long hair. Stick <laughs> out more. Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe I, I don't know. If, I mean, you got to get that stuff approved. So uh, the office definitely let him do it. But I just think he looks so plain right now. And he he's a uh, he's a hell of a he's a hell of a wrestler. And uh, he's another one with NXT going to two hours and live that he could uh, he can make a mark there again. Yep. Yeah, but with his current look, I think that hurts him. Looks like any any two hundred five live guy right now physically. When when I see him, it takes me a second to realize who he is. The promo was good though, right? I thought his promo tonight about people oh have always been God. telling me I wasn't good enough. I like that. Sucked. They, 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 this promo is used so often. Like Daniel Bryan is using Nikki. Cry- I mean, how many people have talked about? Oh, I, I, sh- I wasn't supposed to have made it, and and I did, and and I'm going to take this opportunity. And uh, you know, Ali does it all the time. It's the same promo over and over and over that you keep hearing from these guys. Well, those are real life stories too, though. Yeah, I mean, but and and Vince and get underdog. Yeah. That it's over. It's everyone's the underdog now. Everyone is smaller. No one is the big. You they know, are. we're all bitches. Look at them. They're right. Like, oh, <laughs> Matt, little could you people. imagine if you went back, Matt, and they were like, Matt, here's your promo. People always told me I wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> people told me I was too tall. That not that I wasn't too tall, but that it was. Uh, I got years and years of frustration. I'm going to take out. In the yeah. ring tonight, and I was supposed to be a heel. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, one thing if you had one or two people doing it. They just it's just so overdone this promo. Um, the Shelton the Shelton Benjamin thing was kind of funny though. Yeah, but he should be in a better feud. I don't think Gable versus Shelton is going to elevate either of them. Maybe I could be wrong. At least they're on TV. True. You know that, how often have they been used over the last few months? So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Shelton had put, put up a little sign that you have to be this tall to enter King of the Ring behind Chad Gable's back, and Chad Gable turned around and looked up and saw it. Couldn't reach it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the big punchline. Because <sighs> Lord, um, burial, by the way. <sighs> and I think that's the thing. The reason they like the I've always been told I wasn't good enough promos because I think Vince Hayes Dunn they don't think these guys are good enough now. That's why they put them in these segments. And they're going to get sympathy, you know, and maybe get the audience on their side, regardless of whether they win or lose. Yeah, but that's 90% of the roster right now. That which is t- tells you why they have such a problem. Because the top brass there don't even see the majority of the roster as stars. 
Yeah, I mean, that's been the case for a long time. You see how they're booked. None of these guys are really booked. Like They, they don't book Roman Reigns like Hulk Hogan or yeah. they would have Steve Austin. You know, no, they look at Kevin Owens tonight. You know, when you t- when people compare uh, Owens and Shane with Austin and McMahon, uh, you know, you wouldn't have Austin going to McMahon, ha- begging him to take back a fine and then get outsmarted still at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. No. I want one of our historians in the chat room. When was the first I they told me I wasn't good enough promo in the WWE? Now, in the Attitude Era, maybe like people always try to tell me what to do, but I don't play by the rules. I buy that. But Hogan, even Backlund wasn't out there saying like my entire life. People told me I couldn't do yada, yada, yada. Oh, Bruno. Yeah. Didn't he tell stories about like swimming over here to the. <laughs> but, but that's different. That's not him saying that. Uh... He got here. He was a skinny weakling, and blah, that's blah, him. Blah. Yeah, that's him escaping Nazi Germany and building himself up. So when he got into wrestling, you know, physically, like, physically, physically, yeah, but but physically, by the time he got in, he was already big. Like all yeah. these guys are saying, they're coming into Currently. WWE and being told that they can't. What's that? And currently small now. You're saying, I got you. Yeah, yeah, they're coming in small. Either way, they're on the drug stories. One, two, three, kid. As Caleb in the chat room is pointing out. Oh, good that's call. A good one. That's a good one. There's yeah. definitely. Than that, though, I'm like to hear it. I can even hear like someone like Tito Ortiz just random Tito Ortiz, Tito Santana just randomly saying, <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember the Drake Force promo? We're gonna no. strike with a lot of force. Do you guys don't remember that? Do you remember their video, Girls in Cars? <laughs> yeah, huge wrestling um album mark. Oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I have those songs I'm memorized over and singing in my room like a complete loser. <laughs> I, I had the Hillbilly Jim song memorized. Yeah. No, on the second one, the the really bad one, waking up alone. It was like a duet with this lady. (laughs) (laughs) All I want, all I want them to do is remake Land of a Thousand Dances with the current with the current roster. Ah, That was also a cool video for the record, too. Absolutely. I think if they did it with the current roster, you just appreciate the original a lot more because that original was just. It was off the charts, a gr- it a, 80s greatness. And it was a rainbow. Like every two sec, every like two inches, there was a crazy character that looked nothing right. like the one you just saw beforehand. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, all in the same music video. Actually, was Hogan in one of a thousand dances? I thought he was a notable absence. Oh, he was in um, Stand Back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Our yeah. song was pretty good, too. It was not that. <laughs> Yeah. It's classic era, man. But, you know, back then we had the Super Bowl shuffle. Sports and music were coming together in a way we'd never seen before. I miss those days. Ah, Miz TV tonight. Guest Sami Zayn. Big takeaway. Sami Zayn's working with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. I and? mean, <laughs> this could be good. Shinsuke ended up kicking the crap out of the Miz at the end of this. But this is uh, the idea that Sami's now the mouthpiece for Shinsuke. Do you think this means he's not going to razzle? I'm sure he's going to get into it, but it seems like the whole thing with, oh, he speaks Japanese, uh, the way that he was setting up made it seem like Sammy's going to be doing the talking here. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna he's going to get involved in the matches. He's not switching to uh, the manager role, but this pairing, I think, uh, takes Sammy's talk and lackluster record lately. He hasn't really won a lot of matches, so I think this is a way to balance that out. He's way too damn good of a wrestler. I agree. He's he gets cut promos. He gets legitimate heat when he's not supposed to be getting legitimate heat. You know what I mean? Like in a day and age where fans cheer his type of heel antics normally, when someone's really that good in the ring, they usually cheer for that nowadays. He still gets him to boo him. Yeah, I wonder if this is going to be more like a, a Rusev Aiden English kind of pairing where he's still wrestling, but I don't even that. He's his I own know. star. What the hell, man? No, I know, and and not to mention, look, I, I'm glad that they're giving these guys something to do because they are just beating Sammy every week. Quick, uh, Nakamura, they start all these feuds with him, and then end them. Like they were starting something with him and Ali a few weeks ago, and just just dropped it completely. So at least they're doing something with him. But you know, again, look, we saw with Paige and uh, the 
oh God, I hate saying it, Oscar and Kyrie Sane, mm-hmm. uh, where it seemed like, oh, that's great. They're giving them a mouthpiece, and they never even gave them a chance. So I don't, we'll, we'll see where they go with this. But uh, I do like that. I think there's potential there because Sammy is a great, uh, great personality, and Nakamura, clearly they don't trust him to, to do anything outside of the ring. Mm. And to be clear, we're not saying that Nakamura has issues with English. That's how they presented it tonight. We've no. talked about at length on this podcast, unscripted in English. He's great with the promos. It's been a little rough, but also they've never given him anything great with those promos. Or, or God forbid, look, we, we remember we were praising the one that, um, come on, talking smack. Yeah. We're like, yeah. Why don't, why don't you just let him do that? Like, okay, you put, you put so much money into him, at least chance it. Take one chance on one episode where you let him cut a promo in the way, whatever which way he wants to cut it. You guys have nothing to lose. You, at yeah. the time, they were the only game in town. AEW wasn't around yet or nothing. What do you have to lose? You have the monopoly on the business. Let a guy go out there and cut a shoe promo who's much better in speaking a, a second language. Um, you know, free just freeballing out there, if you will, right? Yeah. It, it, it not really being scripted. What do you have to lose? Yeah. I did like Sammy tonight saying he's a poet. He's an artist, but he's in pain because he can't articulate what's in his soul. I was like, okay, Sammy, this is going to be a little fun. Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. This is, yeah, of course, this is going to be entertaining. Yeah, it will be. I just feel bad for Sammy because I don't know. I, I still kept thinking like they would do something with him eventually. They would, the light bulb would go off. I honestly thought it was going to go off when he was cutting those shoot promos. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why not? Why? Re- why register the Bunny Murphy thing, for instance, as a company? Oh, wait, we've got something here. We've got lightning in a bottle. we got to take advantage of it now. And then not Sami Zayn, who cut like three back-to-back-to-back world-beater promos, if you guys remember, um, that you just like, okay, these are star-making moments here. It's just lost now. It just is. This Buddy Murphy thing was great because it's a blast from the past of how they used to act. Well, react rather when a star catches or a wrestler catches on, if you will, and the fans are get behind something really quickly or emotionally invest in something really quick enough, and then they turn it around quickly, right? They used to do it all the time in the attitude era. They do not do it nowadays. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because they miss a lot of a lot of these talents miss a, these golden opportunities that they've done their damn job, and that's what pisses me off. These guys do the and women they do their jobs. They do go out and get over organically. Some of them, and they don't do anything about it. I think this comes back to something you said probably two years ago on this podcast, Matt, whereas with Sammy, if you're a Fox executive and you're looking at who do we see as TV stars, and I say this as the biggest Sammy Zayn mark on my flight back from Florida. I listened to Sammy on Renee's podcast, regular girls, Sammy with his wife. It was great. Most of it wasn't about wrestling. I was thoroughly entertained. I think he's a, a just a wonderful man with his charity work. But if I'm a Fox TV exec, I'm looking at him and Matt, what'd you say two years ago? Like this guy doesn't look like a superstar cab driver yeah exactly but nakamura i think they see something in with that x factor so okay if we can maybe oh, yeah. use sammy to play off what they perceive as Nakamura, because fox if if vince has his issues with the way nakamura delivers promos fox might have greater concerns with it so i see where this in their mind is makes them a more tv ready duo for the move to prime time on fox okay the other thing with sammy's comment i said is back when he was a baby face too yeah um as a heel, he portrays something very differently physically. Yeah. I don't know how or why. I don't know if it's his isms, his body language. I don't know what it is, but he's night and day different from face to heel, especially the mic. I and I think if you, three, if you give him two seconds just to listen as a fan, watching at home, you're not impressed by his physique or whatever, I guarantee you, you'll be impressed by him running his mouth. Yeah, yeah. and I think, Glenn, I think you're giving too much credit about planning for Fox and all this. Uh, they don't think, I, I don't think for a Sami Zayn or, or Nakamura, they're thinking that, that far ahead. Really? I think it's just a random pairing. They're mm-hmm. just doing something with them. They do this all the time. They'll take two random guys and put them in a team and Shelton, you know, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable or whoever. I'd be wanting to see these two wrestle again, quite frankly. Oh, against a great match. And they mentioned it on TV tonight. They mentioned their, I mean, it was a classic. classic. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's the cool thing. If they run together for a while, when they break up, they have a natural oh, feud cool. against one another. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. This could be very good for both of them in the long run. Uh, King of the Ring tonight, Elias versus Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon out there uh, as the guest referee. Um, 
Was he the guest referee, or did he just end up finishing? He, the he match? came halfway through the match. That's Honestly, right. To be honest, who cares? I know. I, well, I want to be correct. Sometimes people. Yeah, it's angle. I don't care. And I love and Kale's my guy. Yeah. I, I just don't like the Shane McMahon and Elias stuff. I Wait, hate it. Did we mention the backstage segment where oh, Ke- yeah. Kevin Owens was basically begging to have his fine? Uh, yes. We said we said it twice. So it would be that nobody. We would never see somebody do that. We would yeah. never see. Who was it? You said Stone Cold asking Vince McMahon. Right. And he get <laughs> getting outsmarted at the end. But uh yeah, it was a KO kept talking about how much money it is to him. And yes, obviously a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, but these are your top guys in WWE. Don't you want to present them like they're you know, like they're millionaires? And, yeah, exactly. Always. Like they make tons and tons of money, not like they that that oh, that fine is you know destroying no, their livelihood. They all heard Bailey's uh, interview on FS one and they <laughs> gotta drive themselves to shows from city to city, you know. <laughs> Seriously, back when I was wrestling, that was always like the work. No matter where you were on the card, you put yourself over and out there. Like you were a huge Hollywood superstar, and you're a millionaire. Yeah. Big, yeah, big show told me that actually, ironically. Yeah, but, even even Steve Austin when he was he was the common man, but you knew he was making tons of money. And if he if he ever yeah. said he didn't, that would take a that would make the company look bad. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's a superstar. These are your top guys. They should, you know, I don't know. I just, I just think it just makes them look. It just makes the company look like uh, they got a bunch of regular people on the show and not superstars. Yeah. So Shane said, uh, if Owens puts his hands on another official, he's going to be terminated. It's weird that they're dangling the like, you're going to have to quit. You're going to be fired. You're going to be gone. I mean, how many times can we go back to that? I mean, I'm assuming they will kayfabe fire him at some point, just for storyline purposes. But, uh, man, I, I mean, isn't it weird to you guys that here we are, end of August, Shane McMahon is still involved in this shit it's so annoying. much? I don't like it. I don't like this angle. If I could have not watched it, I would have not watched it. it. It was a great ending at SummerSlam, just having Owens beat him. They should have ended it there. Uh, this is going to hurt Owens. I feel like this is already in, in two yeah. weeks. I feel like it's it's hurting him. Like no, he was Elias shouldn't have really won this super- match. And Owens was beaten last week. Remember that super fast count, but still, you know, just constantly losing every week, even though. I mean, let me phrase it another way, Matt. Kevin Owens, former universal champion tonight was pinned by the 24 seven champ in the main event of SmackDown. I I don't like it. Obviously I don't even like Elias who I was starting to get behind for a while there, you know, on raw do not like anything he's been doing on SmackDown. I just don't. I don't like the, the pairing with Shane. I don't think it helps him. And, I think Shane is, is that bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's – do you remember back in the day, Matt, on Nitro when Kevin Nash was uh, fined he, – he, he was if he was going to powerbomb the Giant again, he had dropped yeah. the Giant accidentally on yeah. his head. And if he was going to use the powerbomb again, he was going to be fined $25,000. He just kept using it over and over. Like, he did not care. <laughs> Yeah. Do that with Owens, you know. Um, just make yes. it so he doesn't care. He's not, you know, being a, a wuss to to Shane and listening to his, all his demands. You know, he should be telling Shane, "I'm the huge star. You need me. Do whatever you want with your fine. I'm not paying it. Uh, you can try to come to my house yeah. and get it. You, you know, <laughs> garnish my wages. Collect a judgment Whatever. against me. I'd love to see yeah. you try and enforce it. Don't give in. Yeah, whine about it or not. I mean, it, he didn't really whine, <laughs> but he kind of did. Yeah. I want that segment. I want Shane repossessing Owens's car. Like I bought your house and I'm foreclosing on it. That would actually be a great storyline. Or you know, say you, you find me a hundred thousand dollars, I'm going to take it out of your ass, and then you destroy Shane's car backstage. And you know, there's stuff you could do to make Owens look strong and not look weak and and uh, you know, uh, subservient to Shane. And yep. needing that money, and the, he's changing his whole persona. He, three weeks ago, he's cutting these, you know, huge promos on Shane, talking about how he's a cancer and needs to go. And now he's doing whatever Shane says. I yeah. just think it makes him look weak. And yes, he lost to Elias tonight. Uh, after that, we went backstage. The big reveal: Roman Reigns in the room with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, and the Mystery Man. They take the hood off the Mystery Man. It is an unknown old bearded man uh, who looks reasonably like rowan i think his beard was dyed um i didn't, know that, was, I didn't know that wasn't another mask oh touche <laughs> yeah. scooby-doo style how do you know how do you know absolutely <laughs> he looked like uh, rowan on the uh that what is that app the the face app yeah what it looked like big show had plastic surgery to look like rowan to frame him for this crime yes 
uh, and grew a beard. Uh, and and I mean, I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's good when you had Roman looking confused. You had Daniel looking confused. Everyone looked confused when they went off the air. It was supposed yeah. to be like a big surprise reveal, and everyone looked like I have no clue what this effing means. Mind you, Daniel Bryan and Rowan put him there. So <laughs> yeah. How do they not know what he looks like? Yeah, and and are we supposed to assume the guy was walking around with, a bag, with his own bag on his own head, and then Daniel Bryan and then just put him in the room? They had to put the bag over his head, so they yeah. knew what he looked like beforehand. So I don't get the puzzle looks afterwards. Yeah, this, this was and bad. It, I think it would have been better if once they did that because I thought it was funny at first once they did it, and then the goofy looks that they were all giving each other just kind of killed the segment. If you yeah. just had Roman being like, "What the hell is this?" and you know, and then they just start brawling, that would have been better. But this was, uh, it was a cheesy ending. They got to be careful. I'm being serious. This is, I can't remember sense. This is nearing the suck what, what sucker and suffer succotash <laughs> level of, of campy Scooby Doo humor yeah. or whatever you want to call it. I mean, this could be done well, but uh, it's very campy <laughs> so far with the delivery. Yeah, but at the same time, it does keep you guessing. There are a lot of possibilities, and if they end strong on this, you know, yes. that's what that's what ultimately matters. Well, but why guess anymore? It's like, do we ever find out what Daniel Bryan's big announcement was all those weeks ago? No. Yeah. So why it. why guess? <laughs> I now don't trust anything Daniel Bryan's involved in where they tease a reveal. Well, it's possible. I mean, at one point it was supposed to be him. I mean, Roman and Daniel Bryan were supposed to be feuding this fall, and it still could be. You know, they are involved in the storyline. But um, I just feel like when you've gone this long, it you almost need something bigger right now. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. SmackDown Live. Was yep. It? it was an average, uh, you know, a lot of good. A lot of good with sure. Daniel Bryan and, and Buddy Murphy. Um, good wrestling. That's for me. A C plus. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. B minus C plus. C plus. So here's the crazy thing, and we have some other news stories to get to, but here's the crazy thing. And, so, and, and real quick, Glenn, one yeah. more thing. Let's add to the news stories is Ronda Rousey almost losing yeah, her finger. absolutely. <laughs> Which I didn't need to see that photo Ugh. on Instagram. Well, yeah. disgusting. It's really bad. Um, so last night, we were expecting an announcement on Raw about NXT going to the USA Network before we'd been talking on this very podcast about FS1 being a possible home. Dave Meltzer saying they got upwards of uh, $50 million for this deal to bring it to USA. Yeah, on, the, on the low end. On the low end. And uh, instead of waiting for SmackDown tonight, they announced it on Twitter this morning, completely overshadowing, I think, everything that happened on TV tonight, this announcement that NXT is going to be two hours live on the USA Network every Wednesday starting September 18th. Yeah, I mean, what's your problem with how they revealed it, though? I mean, I think Raw would have been a good place to reveal it. Ah, I think, but this way, you get the media all over it before, yeah. and then your, your TV audience still sees it. So, it's um, in the whole day, if you do it at nighttime, like at this time, it, it you have your overnight cycle that has to happen before the morning news hits. And that's and, true, right? Yeah. They get a full day of coverage on this, and that's why maybe, you said you saw it everywhere on Twitter today. Well, yeah. maybe tomorrow would have been even better because uh, they wouldn't have had. I mean, I saw more people tweeting about that during SmackDown than I did tweeting about SmackDown. In general, maybe. in general, earlier in the week works better. Uh, yeah. Internet traffic is higher. You know, this it's it's just how it works. I think they didn't do it yesterday, like yesterday morning, uh, just because I feel like. Even in the press release, they said they have agreed to terms in principle. So oh. I don't think every you know T is crossed and every I is dotted yet. But they've they've got an agreement. Uh, I think all the big parts are figured out now. Um, now that it's just rolling it out. But yeah, good on USA that they said, "Hey, we heard some rumblings about FS1. Let us make an offer." Perhaps it's interesting because you know when NXT was on uh, USA a couple years ago uh, that Christmas week they did 841,000 viewers and there was no approach of bringing them on you know there was no uh, movement in that direction so I don't know if they were they lost Smackdown and feel like they need the WWE content um, USA networks their numbers have fallen more like similar to WWE's maybe even more percentage-wise year to year uh, than other cable but um, yeah, it. Uh, it That's it, exactly it, why they lost the, the. They lost SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's a, This is this is a huge story. I mean, you got two more hours of WWE programming in prime time now. Um, at 
you know, already I felt like it's been uh, it's oversaturated. Oversaturated, absolutely, and and the product has been diluted. I thought it's been like that pretty much shortly after SmackDown was brought on, and I'm talking about when it was first brought on in like '99, 2000. Then back then you had one show you really needed to see every week, and then all of a sudden when you had SmackDown, it was kind of like you still really need to see Raw, SmackDown maybe, and um, and now you're adding another show onto that. And I'm telling you, if AEW beats uh, NXT or comes close. They're going to be moving NXT out of full sale. They're going to be, you know, trying to spruce it up, make it more like the main roster show, bring the main roster talent on. And it's just basically three brands are going to be interchangeable. Yeah. Well, see, man, it's going to be exciting. I mean, wrestling media is certainly scrambling on this. I mean, we've had our own conversations. Uh, other podcasts are asking uh, their listeners, their uh, other sites are asking their viewers, how are, how are they going to do this? I mean, as a fan, how are you going to do this? Going to stack two TVs on top of each other, figure out some pictures. Wow, where did picture in picture go? Remember when picture in picture was like the greatest thing in the 90s and early 2000s? You can't get a TV with picture in picture anymore. I want to be able to watch both shows at the same time, AEW well, and it's NXT. E now it's easy to. You just have your tablet and your TV, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want them side by side on the big screen. Yeah. And people, we were getting a lot of questions uh, on Twitter and, and on here uh, asking about the podcast. And we will be covering AEW. We will be covering NXT. Uh, we're just working out the logistics, but um, obviously we won't be doing the podcast on Tuesday nights anymore. And we will be doing it Friday after SmackDown, and we are, and we will be doing it Wednesday. And we're just working out the logistics on that. Imagine when the first takeover goes head to head with an AEW pay per view. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> gonna be crazy, man. It yeah. will. Is this going to yeah. test your appetite for professional wrestling, Matt? W is going to beat him. Yeah. You, th you think so? Not, I mean, not consistently. I think week one they will. Um, I think the, the, yes, the build of the – yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's a different time. First it week, is exciting. But there is also – you know, we, we talked about three hours of SmackDown, uh, you know, uh, WWE wanting a third hour on Friday nights. Apparently, oh. that's still in play. So Terrible idea. And terrible yeah. idea for NXT being any more than one hour, by the way. Um, you think so? They're doing it just because the other show. I mean, what, yeah. how long is AEW? Two hours, right? Yeah. It's, if AEW is one hour, I'm sure NXT would probably be one hour. Hmm. So, uh, but the, the third hour on Friday nights, it would not be on Fox because Fox has, you know, local news and other commitments, but it would be something on FS1. But still, um, just, it just overkill, you know, um, to, uh, overkill, you know, overkill on overkill. We'll see, man. It's going to be exciting. Uh, there's a lot of talent on NXT that don't make it on TV regularly. It definitely keeps some people feeling more special because they're not overused, but Man, what is this going to do with call-ups to the main roster? Uh, what is it going to do with more talent going down to uh, well, NXT? It, it potentially, not potentially, it's going to be its own, in my opinion, eventually, it's, it, what we already all already think, it's the better of the three shows between SmackDown yeah. and Raw. I'm worried about going to two hours and how much that will affect us thinking it's the best edgy WWE show of the WWE shows. But especially Vince getting his hands on the damn thing. But with that said, um, I still think it's going to be the best of the three WWE shows, and it's going to be its own standalone. I think guys going to be wanting a race to that show eventually. Yeah. And so as of right now, they said it's going to be live from Full Sail, um, and uh, the replay will be available the next day on the WWE Network, so the following Thursday night at uh, 9, 8 Central. So there, there's only one day delay with NXT, whereas you know Raw and SmackDown is like a month. So, see overseas though a lot of the fans saying like we don't get you know we're not gonna be able to see that or something like that that they won't be able to see a, mm. they're gonna have to pick AEW between the two oh, shows. You see Jericho's tweet about that saying which side are you on who are you picking, and a lot of the like overseas fans were saying that something about USA that they're not able to see it or something. Hmm. Oh, that's possible. So well, so maybe that's why they're making it available so quickly after because it, it is the next day. So you will be able to see it on the network on a Thursday, um, whereas the other shows you got to wait a month. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I mean it's uh, it, I mean this the battle is going to be fascinating oh, as far as watching. Overseas. They don't have USA. Remember they put them on all the other networks that I don't remember the names of. Right. Um, they don't have it over there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt, we didn't get to, to celebrate together last week that Orange Cassidy signed with AEW. Pretty good. Absolutely. I think we uh, made that happen. You're welcome. Absolutely. Got to come out of retirement. One more match. Blue versus orange, man. <laughs> good. <laughs> Got to make it work. Uh, no, I, I think uh, I'm very curious. So I'm going to be at StarCast next week. I'll be there for All Out. Very curious to hear what the talk and the chatter is. Because if Raj in Vegas... At double or nothing, I don't want to say it was cocky, but it was confident. There was an air of confidence. Like, we're doing something. We're going to make our mark, plant our flag. The groundswell is happening. And now there's been a pushback, a response. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just got to look. I, I think when, when people talk about AEW and WWE not having a crossover, I don't think that's accurate. Um, just, I mean, there, Meltzer has been doing this thing where he's been talking about how these people are getting are really, on new hands. Like the AEW is getting like what new fans, right? But he's going off of WWE pay per view numbers, and mm. he's saying like those the people that ordered the WWE pay per views are not already ordering AEW. But the people who would be watching AEW would not be ordering WWE on pay per view; they'd be watching it on the network. Yes, and he and there he didn't. No one has those numbers. The crossover with the network, you know, yes. and and AEW. So, yes. I bet you that number is a lot higher than those pay per view numbers are meaningless. Those pay per view numbers are for people that don't have internet or have very shoddy internet or are old and don't know, you know, how to yes. use the network. It's am I very much so a wrestling fan minority? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. We'll see. I think I think uh, AEW, uh, you know, they come out of the gate swinging. I think they're going to have an advantage a little bit early on because there's a ton of media of, because it is new, and right. they're going to be in bigger arenas, so it's going to look more lively, I think, than you know, full sale. Um, and if they could pull out some surprises in those first couple of weeks, uh, it, we could have a real war here. Absolutely. So yeah. And it's going to be good for everyone. Best, best for everyone, except for W. One thing is for WWE fans, there's a lot of extra product, and I don't know how many people want more WWE programming every week. But and hopefully it doesn't, you know, hopefully it doesn't affect NXT too much. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, I mean, we, we talked about. It. So what are the details of what happened with Ronda Rousey? She was on the set of the show Nine One One. Yeah, and she said a boat door fell on her hand, and. So she thought she jammed her fingers, uh, but she was rushed by an ambulance, and they had to reattach her bone and tendon, tendon with a plate and screw. So, uh, if you look, she has a photo on her Instagram. It is it is just gnarly, um, but they fixed it, and she was filming the next day. And she said that in three days, she already had fifty percent range of motion back. So this injury happened last week, and it just came out today. But um, yeah, apparently she's fine and, and is. Back filming the show, she's got a, a recurring role on the show, 911. So that premieres Monday, September 23rd on Fox. You a fan of Rhonda's uh, acting career, Matt? I don't care. I'm just being honest. I uh, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, when do you think she comes back to WWE, Rush? I don't see anything. I don't see it as a like the role we should star in last time, like wrestling fairly often. I don't see that happening again. I see maybe a really? one off, but that's that's about really? it. Really, I think. She, I mean, she, that seemed like back. it was just kind of like a bucket list kind of thing. She didn't need the yeah. money. It was just she wanted to do it, try you know, have fun. You don't think the athleticism is going to make her want to come back? She can't do it. USA Shoot. She'll get her ass handed to her, right? So she can't do it that way. But she can come back to WWE and live out that athleticism. You know what I mean? Like yeah. saying, am I too old? Am I not? You know what? Let's go. Game on. I'm getting back in shape. I'm getting my ass back in the ring. I'm going to show these girls I'm still better than them all. She can't do that with UFC because she will get worked. I mean, I think it would be great for WWE. I mean, we see how the women's division is taking a hit without <clears> her there. And, you know, we don't know how much how much audience she really brought in because the ratings are down a lot since she's been gone, you know, since last year. Uh, and she could have been more responsible for how well they did last year than she's given credit for. Hmm. Yeah. Well, wasn't even last year down from the year before that as well? But, yeah, but it wasn't a down as much as this year was from last year. Like this year is down uh, double it, digits it, in it like everything. Like every, it feels like every year it goes down and it goes down more than the year before. Right. Than so. The yeah, and the year with with uh, Rousey when she first came on, the network numbers were actually up, um, and that was the last year it was up. And then this year it was down, and, and um, 
yeah, so yeah, yeah, it uh, it was uh, certain things were up last year. Now this year, everything is down. Mm. Gotcha. Did you guys uh, cover the Stephen Amell news last night about the new star show? Amell. Yeah, Amell. Stephen Amell. <laughs> right, he's going to be on a, a wrestling themed series called uh, six six episode series on Stars called Heel. Heels. Mm. Heels. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, is this the show Dolph Ziggler, right? No, brother? no, uh, I don't think so. I no, that's a documentary. I know what you're talking about. That's a documentary. Okay. That they did. Yeah, so CM Punk at point one point was attached to this like like a, a year ago when it was first mentioned, but um, it's not known if he is still going to be a part of it. But yeah, yeah. is this guy a part of anything? <laughs> he got <laughs> into week. it. He got into it with, at an MMA show with a fan last week. What happened? Uh, I didn't. I, 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 the clip is on Wrestling Inc., but uh, some fan was talking smack and Punk, you know, sniped at him. So. Uh, there's a video of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see it. Yeah, look it up. He says, step away from getting in fights at a Blink 182 concert, man. Like, <laughs> he's just one notch above. Speaking of which, you're going to like this. This week on Wrestling Inc., we got an interview with Enzo Amore. Oh, interesting. Uh, Who did the yeah. interview? Uh, Andy uh, Malnowski. Oh, I was going to say. I got Jerry I, I, Lawler. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would pay money to see Nick Hausman try and do an interview with Enzo Amore and keep it together. <laughs> I don't think Nick can do it. <laughs> All right. uh, Nick's pretty good in those situations. But um, yeah, we got, we, so we got a ton of, we got Rhino, Teddy Long. Nice. Um, just tons of interviews this week. Very cool. Uh, guys, so good to be back. I'm bummed I'm going to be out next week. But the good news is I have no travel booked after that. The three of us will be together three times a week, or at least twice a week, depending on Raj's schedule. It's yeah. all going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. So stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for more news about that when we figure out how to cover AEW NXT at the same time, even. Who knows? Uh, Matt Morgan, anything to plug? I'm bummed I didn't get to go visit Longwood, Florida. When I was there, I was so busy. I said Matt, one text. meeting last night. You could have seen yeah. me in action, but no, it was too cool. I sent Matt one text, and it was to complain about the heat. Yeah, that's literally what he's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's BP Matt Morgan on Instagram, uh, on Twitter. Raj just talked about what's coming up on the website, Wrestling Inc. Make it your homepage. Is that still a thing, or do we just all go to Google now? You, you still can. <laughs> you can still make Wrestling Inc. your homepage, ladies and gentlemen. And I suggest you do that. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Follow me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, I'll be tweeting live from StarCast on my trip to Chicago next week, telling you what's up, where you can see me, get those Blue Chew shirts. Uh, Blue, Chew sir, uh, Blue Chew shirts. And, uh, yeah, see you back here next uh, week on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>